going on guys welcome to episode 91 here on the proven knowledge podcast this is the creator series today i welcomed a canadian artist his name is ramori uh he actually reached out to me on instagram i think probably at the end of december maybe middle of december about being on the podcast and we finally made that happen this week super inspiring conversation uh, i could tell that ramori really has a real vision uh, as an artist he goes in depth about you know, his come up as a drummer and playing different instruments and how that led him to writing poetry, eventually becoming an artist uh, in the last couple years. Talks about during quarantine in like 2020, 2021, uh, just really building up, you know, making songs. He's dropped four singles already, working on more to put out this year, working on a concept album, and just really some of the things he shared in this episode. I was just like taken aback by because I can tell like, Everything he's doing from his name to his visuals to the artwork and everything, everything surrounding the music is for a purpose. Like he's deeply rooted in a purpose as an artist. And I think it's just incredible to see. And it's inspiring for me, even someone that's been doing it for, you know, six years almost. Uh, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air. So I really enjoyed this episode and I think you guys will as well. So without further ado, let's get into it. All right, welcome everyone to episode 91 here on the Proven Knowledge Podcast. This is the Creator Series. Today we have a really incredible artist. He's a Canada-based artist. Uh, Ramori is here. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. It's yes, a pleasure sir. to be here. No problem. And like I said before we started recording, you know, thanks for the support. Really appreciate you reaching out and everything. So to start off, we have every guest give a little bit of background. Uh, you know, how you got into music, how long have you been doing it, where did the name come from? Kind of all the basic information for those that might not be familiar with you and what you do. Yeah, for sure. I guess um, I guess I would say I started off writing poetry. I think back in grade seven, I was just I always liked how words sounded. Whenever there was a rhyme, it has a nice um, it has a nice sound to the ear. It's very appeasing to the ear. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess it started from there. But even as a kid. I started, I played like drums in church and I played in school bands and stuff. So the rhythm aspect of the, I would, I would say rap right now, the foundation came from playing the drums. And then I dive into other instruments like playing piano and guitar. And overall, there was just um, an innate love of music and understanding how you can see it move through people and change them. Um, so in grade seven, I started putting the words to the rhythm. I wouldn't really write to rhythm. It was more of just like, instead of journaling, or that was my outlet for therapy, I would say. Mm-hmm. It was just to write poetry and like paint my thoughts through through words. So I was still playing the drums on the side. I was still in the instruments. But I think for a long time, I hid under the guise of poetry. Like I really wanted to combine the two, but I'm, I wasn't a big fan of the, the current outlook that rap music or hip-hop music really has Mm -hmm. so i was i honestly was timid i was scared i was like yo i don't really want to do this because i don't want to be classified or put into a certain like niche but then i would say during quarantine i was reading up on there's a podcast called the daily stoic um and i was reading up i was listening to that podcast on drives to work and i i have one of marcus release's books called meditations and a lot of what he he talks about there's this interesting passage where um being an emperor they're essentially on the top of the world but they would have one of their advisors whisper in the ear remember you're gonna die so 
like everything that you're doing, you have to live with a purpose. You have to have meaning to your actions and what you're doing. I'm just like, yo, that that really hits me. Mm. And the the line that they say the phrase in Latin is memento mori. So I know that phrase very well, but I wanted to remember that more often. So I took the rem part of remember um, and um, placed it with mori to give you remori. But rem also talks about like the rapid eye movement when you're sleeping. So it's kind of like like live your dreams while you're awake mm. and bring that to life because we don't have a lot of time and a lot of what we don't do comes from a strong lack of fear. So like as of last year, I would say that's when I started. I've, I've, I've written to music, but I never like thought about putting it out. But then last year when I was in quarantine, everything just kind of came full circle. And I was like, yep, I, I got to do this, man. Mm-hmm. If I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So I was like, this is what I'm doing. This is, I'm just going to figure it out as long as I go. Because as long as I'm making that first step, I know that, I, A, can face my fears of trying to help restructure that image around hip-hop, and B, I know that I'll leave something behind and people will be able to benefit and resonate from the things that I create. But number one was to stop being afraid, and number two was to help people through what I'm doing and reconstruct that that idea and vision behind hip-hop, which yeah. I wasn't a big fan of. Yeah. yeah, man, that's incredible. And first of all, like that name, just the choice of name, I think that's one of the like most deeply rooted meanings for an artist's name that I think I've ever heard, or at least on this show. So like that's incredible right there. And it just goes to show that like you're following the meaning of why you're trying to do it, you know what I mean? Like I could tell you have a passion for it, and you already have like a goal set in mind. So I think it's like you said, it was just getting over – the fear of that just taking the leap you know what i mean which is something that's like the starting point for everyone and no matter what you're trying to do but in music too it's like you're just afraid that people are gonna not enjoy it or you're gonna get judged or whatever but then when you try it and you love it and you just keep going you're like wow this is great now i'm glad i did this you know what i mean so it sounds like that's kind of where you're at too and obviously like you said you you did drumming and you've done all this stuff beforehand so you already had kind of the groundwork laid before to kind of just get you to this point now where you're like now i'm an artist i'm doing all this stuff so i think that's incredible man so hats off to you uh for just sticking with it thank you thank you yeah no problem so i read that you are in brampton ontario up in canada so i'm curious to know you know what is the music scene like up there maybe even the hip-hop scene because i know you just talked about you know, you kind of want to take your own lane in hip-hop, so what do you think is going to be the way that you stand out, I guess? It's like, how are you going to mm. set yourself apart, or how are you already doing that, you think? Or you kind of just never thought about that, you're kind of just doing your own thing? No, I, I definitely see the end goal that I'm actively working towards. There's actually this one artist in Hamilton that really inspired me. I, I was actually inspired to... Um, promote music and do music more full-time when I was living in Hamilton because I went to school there. And the music scene there is very active. They have an event called Super Crawl, which is like, I think it's like three or four days close to when school starts opening up um, for the universities and colleges where they have a bunch of food trucks and vendors and artists come out and perform and it's all free, just open. And one of one of my friends is actually an artist name is LT the Monk, and he plays, um, sorry, he's a rapper, but he has a band that plays with him. And I've, I've always loved, 
when a rap artist has live instruments. Because I used to be in a band, and it just feels so close to home. So mm-hmm. um, when I was there and I was more active during the live music things, I would always be entranced by live instruments. And I've always wanted to like go cross-genre, like combining rock with hip-hop or like jazz with like R&B and hip-hop and have that underlying bass feeling of um, hip-hop, but with live instruments. That's, that is the end goal. I feel like it's very, it, it, it attracts a more authentic group because I don't know, I, I just personally don't resonate with the energy behind just a soul DJ and, and a rap artist and a, like, if they're just rapping over a backing trap, like, mm-hmm. Like, I, d- I don't see that as, like, the show, the showmanship or the energy behind, like, the lights and whatnot. So that's something that I definitely envisioned. Coming to Brampton, when I moved back home, um, when I wasn't in school anymore, I think I honestly haven't explored the artist scene. I know there it's pretty local here, but um, a large majority of my upcoming rap career has been <clears throat> throughout quarantine. So there hasn't been a lot of live events, but... Hamilton is the place that inspired me the most with live music. Like, I really felt the energy and I felt the performance. And I was like, man, I could do this. Like, I can do it. I really know what I would do. Like, I love dancing. I love the performing and seeing how they move the crowd and the interactions. Like, I can see myself on the stage and I'm like, okay, you can see yourself doing it. Let's put in a plan of action to get to that point and put on a show where people can connect with you directly and they can feel what you're saying. Because I think there's almost a whole different side to music when you see the artist that made the music perform the song. Mm-hmm. And so that is kind of the vision to have that live band behind me and to make like a live arrangement of it. Like when I perform live, I want my song to have a different sound, like a live version and the studio version will be different because the live version has like maybe cool shots at specific times or like breaks and, different stuff that you can organize and having like a dance team. Like I can see it all in my head. Like yeah. I, I envision it. So yeah, that's kind of, yeah, yeah. it's incredible. Cause like, I think you kind of just took the words right out of my mouth with that one. Cause it's like, they feel the energy behind that as opposed to just hearing it on like Spotify or something where it's like, okay, that song was cool. I enjoyed it. I'll probably come back to it. But I think that as a fan, if, especially if you don't know the artist, if you see him for the first time and you see something like that, it's more like a spectacle. Like it's very well choreographed and it has like a real meaning going toward like the music and everything and accompanying the sounds. It's like, wow, this is incredible. And you could tell like the artist like cares about what they're doing and the vision. You know what I mean? Even going to music videos, like music videos are meant to show the visual representation of the song. So it's like, I always love videos that are very well thought out. And they actually have a story instead of just being like, mm-hmm. we were, we're going to put, you know, some random visual to this music and call it a video. It's like some people really enjoy the visual art side of things and they want to pair it with the music and make a real experience. So I think like whenever you do get like a tour going or if you get shows going and you're able to make that happen, I think that's going to be remarkable, honestly. And that's going to set you apart even more from other artists, you know, so... Uh, that's that's gonna be great for you, man. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, the story aspect behind the music is so important for me. Like even with the type of music that I make, I think what separate separates me is like I like to promote a story. Like you're talking about how the visual arts has a specific element to it that mm-hmm. 
has a story underneath it. I think the story aspect I care about tremendously because people resonate with the brand for its cohesiveness, not just with the music, mm-hmm. like what they stand for represent. So that's the aspect I agree. That's a very important to me. And I, I definitely do plan to bring out the whole nine when I'm, when I get to that point. Yeah. So speaking of like branding and everything and artists like development and things like that, I know that just seeing your Instagram, you have like a lot of visuals and a lot of different things that go with your music already. Even like the artwork for some of your singles is very like distinctive. So how are you coming up with a lot of that? Do you have people helping you with that? Are you kind of just doing it all yourself? Like how has that been so far for you? I think it first starts with an idea. I usually have an idea and when I'm creating the song, I already know what I wanted the story to be behind it. Mm-hmm. But the actual creative execution, there's two things that I lack in that I always am comfortable see- seeking out people who are better. It's the creative execution. Maybe I don't have the time to learn the skill to be better at Illustrator or Photoshop. Like I have a basis, but for the standard that I have and I want my the music to be packaged in, I like to partner with different people. And I like partnering with different people all the time. So even though um, it's still on brand, it's still different because different people put their energy into it. And I, and it like becomes unpredictable. And I like the unpredictability, mm-hmm. unpredictability aspect, but it's still artistic. So often the search the idea, I know what the song is about. I know the story. And then I, base majority of the cover art on what the title is to really get the people to resonate with it on site before they hear it audibly Mm -hmm. um but i don't shy away from partnering with people like yes it it would be more affordable to create things on myself and i think for maybe two of the five songs that i have right now i've done myself but i like to partner with people because i like I think working with other people gives me creative ideas too on not just visuals or sound. It just sparks my own creativity and I get inspired by what other people can do. So mm-hmm. I definitely like promoting people and helping them improve their network too. Yeah. I think like I've always kind of shared that same sentiment as well where it's like it's not only that but it's like if someone could do the job better than myself, mm-hmm. I want them to do it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like yeah. I know that they they live and breathe like let's say artwork for example like if you have a graphic design buddy, you're like, you know that he lives and breathes graphic design. So you know that he's really good at it. So like you could make your own, but then you know this guy, he's like, he cares so much about what he's making. And if you give him the vision, he's going to make something incredible. So it's like, why not reach out to that person and have them be a part of it too? Because then they can be like, oh, I'm now a part of this journey as well with you. So you're not kind of in it alone. You know what I mean? It's just kind of... And not only that, I totally agree with you about, like, feeding off of creatives, like, other creatives and everything, and sharing energy, because energy is, like, real. So it's, like, when you're around other creatives, you're sharing the positive energy. That that just makes more positive energy, you know what I mean? You're putting out better art into the world, and that's just what being creative is all about. So I totally agree with that, 100%. And also to piggyback off of that, you just sparked a thought in me. Um it's like when you're when you're working with other people, it helps you reconfirm the belief you have in yourself. Mm-hmm. Like when you're working alone and you're doing everything by yourself, at times 
it's a very challenging to keep that energy level up and that morale up for an extended period of time. But when you're working with somebody else, it also takes the pressure off of your own shoulders. But seeing your collaboration with somebody, it's like, yeah, man, like we're doing this. Like this mm-hmm. is something that we made, you know? It's, yeah. It can be hard to lift yourself up for an extended period of time. Sometimes you need the support. And I think collaboration definitely, when you feed off that creative energy, it invigorates you to, yeah, to continue yeah people always overlook that too i think is like having like-minded people around you is a big Mm. thing because you can go it alone but like you said it's going to be draining after a long time and you're probably going to get fed up especially if you have people around you that aren't that way or maybe they try to take away from you and kind of belittle you and maybe they're like you know you're never going to do this like what are you doing why are you wasting your time you need people around you that share your viewpoint of like, nah, we're we're gonna make something great. We're gonna just put out positive positivity into the world. So, yeah, definitely, definitely, never overlook that as an artist or really anyone as a creative for sure. So obviously, we just you just talked about collabs. I know, uh, I know you probably have like plenty of different musical influences over the years, like people you've listened to growing up or maybe even now. So who are some of your biggest influences and who do you think would be like a dream collaboration? Like if you could ever make a song with them or an album with them, uh, is there someone that comes to mind? Okay, I would say I, there's four people that come to mind. The the person that I would dream to make um, an album with or collaborate with song-wise, musically, would be J. Cole. I think after going to his concert in 2016 and seeing his production and seeing... Anderson Pack rip it on the drums and the opening and just seeing the vibe and the energy of that. That is one of the things, and even the things he raps about is very real. And I and I tend to stick to conscious rap. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's one person that I'd love to collaborate collaborate with. But I think inspiration wise, I would say Kendrick Lamar because the things that he advocates for, he's like philanthropist. He's very even the words he uses, his vocabulary, his cadences. Um, his, his vocal variation and the different tones he uses and he's very um, wise about how he approaches a song and his structure and the people he collaborates with and he has the best, arguably the best album of all time to Pimp a Butterfly. Mm-hmm. So stuttering, studying his body of work and he's one of the, the, the actual artists that I listened to in high school. Other than Mac Miller and Eminem who were the other two that I was going to mention, I would say Kendrick Lamar is the, like the goal that I strive to be at, just the way like he can take a political message, package it in a nice thing, and like slip it very smoothly under your door, mm-hmm. and then you open it up and you're like, wow, this message is a lot bigger than I thought. Um, I'd say those four, Eminem and Mac Miller, were definitely when I was younger. Some of the first people that I've heard were like really good and really influential from friends, and Eminem is just Eminem. Like he's he's a He's a beast in itself. And Mac Miller, like, he's very similar to Kendrick. He may not be as lyrical, but he still sings, he still raps, and he has a combination of both. Um, and then marketing-wise, I would say Russ. Russ is one guy who can do everything. Yeah. And I like the fact that he doesn't, like, he doesn't rely on anybody in the sense that he just has that determination, like, yo, I can if I can learn how to do this, I can do this. I don't need to rely on anybody. And even though we talked about collaboration earlier, I still think it's a good mentality to have to be able to do a jack-of-all-trades. Mm-hmm. So, as I said earlier, I'm still learning how to 
do Photoshop and mix and master and do cover art. So when I get to the level, then I can put out music much more faster. Like Russ put out a song like every week for like, I, I don't know if it was a year, but for, it was for a long time. He put out, and that's how he, he made a killing for himself by being consistent. So I'll take those five, Mac Miller, Eminem, J. Cole, Kendrick, and Russ would be my top five influences as people as well as rappers. Like I do have other influences that I insp- I'm inspired by for rap. I'll say those top five are, are my my go-to, my bread yeah. and butter. Yeah, and it's crazy because like all of those people are really not only are they like lyrically great and they make great music, but like you said, they have like branding on point. They have a message on point. They just have being an artist pretty much figured out. You know what I mean? Like they know who they are. They stay true to themselves, and that's why people love them so much. You know what I mean? Is because they actually are deeply rooted in what they do. So I I think that that fits perfectly with kind of the journey that you're on it seems like it seems like you are kind of following in the same footsteps in a lot of ways and it's crazy about russ because you mentioned russ like a lot of people give him shit but it's like no he's doing it the way you're supposed to do it because he's independent he has put in all the work himself you know obviously he's had outside help here and there but overall he's just putting in the work and he advocates for independent artists and why you should do like basically do what he did so it's like even if you don't like his music you got to respect the man and you got to respect like what he's doing and what he's already done because it's like that is kind of the framework for the world we're living in now that's how every artist should kind of try and attack it you know what i mean as opposed to going like the traditional route if it's not for you it's not for you you got to figure out what's good for you and like russ has done that he has figured it out He's figured out how to make money through music, through merchandise, through shows, and kind of just, you know, control the wheels of fate for himself, which, you know, like I said, you just got to respect that. So, but everybody you mentioned, though, man, that's literally they had, they just have it figured out, you know, so. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And I'm jealous about the Cole I, thing, by the way. I still got to see him live. He never comes to Ohio, so I never got to see him live, <laughs> but I, eventually I will hopefully see him in concert one of these years just send him an email he'll, he'll respond just send him an email hit him up on, on instagram uh, uh, maybe yeah maybe just send him a dm even. i don't know maybe it'll, maybe that'll work who knows but and hey, even buddy. like kendrick because i brought up kendrick on every podcast that someone mentions kendrick i'm like so when you think he's dropping the album like when is it coming you know i think him and j cole did a really good job with their marketing because I was reading a book called The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And one of the rules talk about knowing when to disappear from the social face. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like, before I get into Kendrick, J. Cole did an excellent job. Like, I think it was after he dropped Forest Hill Drive, he didn't release anything for a long time. This was before For Your Eyes Only. And everybody's like, yo, where's the J. Cole album at? Where's he coming at? He didn't post on social media or anything. He just disappeared. But when he came back, the world was in an uproar. And this was at the time when Kendrick won, um, I don't know if he won the Pulitzer Award at that time, but he had just released Damn, and the entire buzz was around him. So this, I also think this was a time when everybody was buzzing about um, J. Cole and Kendrick making a joint album, mm-hmm. and Kendrick was very in the media space, and J. Cole just disappeared. So now I think they're taking turns. I think they're switching. I think um, it would be cool if Kendrick did something with J. Cole in the future. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think this is all part of strategy. 
And at the same time, I think they're they're at at a level where they don't really operate by like I don't think they pay attention to comments and stuff like that. They like I think at the stage we're at, like that's very like important to build that. But I think they have such a desire and a waiting that they leverage that removing themselves from the social face yeah. as part of their marketing strategy to build that scarcity, which then leads to the abundance. Um, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with I, that. Like, yeah. I think even Drake did like, that too with, um, yeah. With, Go yeah. Ahead. Go ahead. You can go ahead. No, sorry. Well, I'm just going to say that with Drake's last album, he advertised it in like February and then didn't drop it till like, I, I don't even know when that last album it was like October sometime. Or yeah. I think it was like September, last October. Yeah. Yeah, just to build that noise and that chatter. And then he just drops teases every once in a while. But, like, I think Kendrick's tease was dropping that letter saying he's leaving TDE. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think he's he's doing it all for a reason. I think he has an, uh, an expected date. Because just, just the type of person he is, like, not that I know him personally or anything, but just, <laughs> just from outside looking in, I think that he's very strategic. Like, he has a plan he's just waiting on that perfect time and i think a lot of the best artists know when to put music out yeah exactly and i think too that goes back to career evolution because like you said if Mm. you're like where we're at you care more about like being really in everybody's face constantly on social media Mm. as much as you can putting yourself out there it's like if you have that big of a fan base the pressure's not on as much like it's on but it's not on like that it's on in a different way you know what I mean? And yeah. It's like we could never really totally get it until we're there. But it's like yeah. I think why they last so long, like why Kendrick and Cole and them have all had sustained careers is because they know how to evolve. You know what I mean? They know each stage of their career, how it's going to change and be different, and they have to adapt to how are they putting out music, how are they presenting themselves, like just each individual step. Uh, into you know their journey and everything and what they're doing, so I think that's why they're gonna continue to thrive. You know what I mean. So if anything, you know, you just take notes from that and apply it to your own career and just kind of mm-hmm. do that whole thing. So definitely important stuff. Um, so you mentioned that you have four or five songs out already. So I gotta ask, you know, what if you had to pick a favorite? Could you pick a favorite out of those like four or five songs or? Is there a story behind one of them that kind of stood out when you were making it or kind of the creation process or you can't really choose like they're all great like what would you say i i, I do have a favorite <laughs> um my my favorite song is changes because i wrote that song with the pretense of like bro of of like the the song changes is based off of the name of Mori in the sense that it talks about if you were to die, like, if what would you leave behind? That that song was kind of like, if I were to die, if something were to happen tomorrow, this is what I want to leave behind, mm-hmm. um, to be remembered by it. That still helps people. Like, it talks about like how life was back then, and if I'm comparing my life to somebody else's, am I overlooking um, my own life? It's like it's almost like paying homage or homage to um, J Cole's "Love Yours." I don't know if you've heard that oh, song. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's a very similar dynamic. A, a lot of people, when they heard the track, they said that they got a lot of J. Cole vibes from it. And I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, honestly, that Love Yours, 
um, rationale literally just came right now. But as I think about it, it's it's more of something that I want to leave behind. Like that's a legacy igniter. And in that song, I'm like, like yeah, one day I'm gonna fall. One day something's gonna happen. I'm not gonna be where I'm where I'm at. Is that gonna stop me from? living my best life am i not going to do anything in fear of of that or am i do my am i going to do my best to be my best right now mm-hmm. like i have to accept that right now the person i am right now is the best that i am right now mm-hmm. but i'll always be better later so i can't be paralyzed by perfectionism or fear that i don't create anything so changes was like changes honestly wasn't even the first song i was going to release but I was putting so much pressure on the other tracks. So I'm like, yo, I really like this Changer song. Let me just put it out. I didn't do no marketing strategy. I was just like, I just need to get something out. And Changes was like, I wrote that song with the intention of putting p- fear aside and pursuing what I want to do with the time that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely my favorite track. Every time I hear it, it's, it's like a wave of nostalgia hits me because that was like, I love songs when you're writing them, you're moved by something that your pen just flows. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't a, a song that I lyrically thought about. I just try to put as much truth and as much of myself and essence into it, and I think that's why it came out so good. At least for me, I, I personally love it. Yeah. Um, so if anybody else is listening, you can check it out if you want. Haven't <laughs> heard it already, but it's one of those like stand yeah. the test of time records. Like it could apply to anyone in any like situation. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, love that. So, obviously, you know, you got those songs out right now. What more can we expect from you coming soon? Music, shows, like, what do you have in the works for the rest of this year? Yeah, for sure. So, I set out, I was watching a TED Talk, actually, prior to releasing music, and the TED Talk said, if you're going to try anything new, give yourself 10 real tries at that. 10 real tries. So, I've already put out uh, four tracks. Well, I have five tracks out, one's on Spotify, but I don't consider that as a real release because it's for a contest. But I'm putting out 10 songs, uh, six more songs by the end of this year. I already have four out, six more songs by the end of this year. And after that, I'm going to go into an album mode. I want to make like, I want to make a body of work. Like if you ever listen to To Pimp a Butterfly, mm. he has this, Kendrick has this poem that in the first song or the second song, he says like the first line. And then in the second track, or sorry, the third track, he'll say, like, another portion of the poem. And it's just a continuous body of work that pours into each other. I want to make a, a collective body of work like that that has a meaning and a story um, behind it that can help people better themselves and live the best li- life possible. And the name of the album is going to be called Allegorical. And for those who don't know what that means, it means, like, it's a hitting meanings within things. And I think that's something that I always search for, the meaning behind things. Like in names and life, I just try to find the deeper meaning. So this song on the surface may seem like a surface, but if you ever break down the lyrics and sit with it, it's definitely something that has a lot of energy and meaning behind it. Like I already have a lot of the songs already written out, um, but it's just in a state of fine tuning and then, a lot of these songs that I'm going to release in this year is going to be like a precursor to that album. And um, that's really what I'm looking on. I, I want to bring albums back because I know mm-hmm. that right now everybody's releasing singles for marketing purposes and nobody's really releasing, releasing bodies of work. They're releasing like EPs, but like nobody's making album albums anymore. Mm-hmm. So 
that's something that I want to get like session musicians and like like I don't know invest like like a whole bunch of money into marketing and stuff. I want I wanted to to really be timeless, as you said. Um, that's that's kind of the trajectory I have for like the next couple of years. I'm not rushing that album either. I want it to be really well done. I think that's the best thing you could do too is just take your time with it and really tell the story how it's meant to be told. And I'm definitely an albums person, so I will be first in line to listen. I'll just tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> For real. So but I'm looking forward to all the singles too, uh, beforehand. So definitely great stuff. Last couple questions here before we wrap up. These are general questions that I ask in every episode. So if you could go back 10 years ago, maybe give yourself a piece of advice or maybe not change anything at all, what do you think you would do? Mm. I don't think I would change anything, but I think the advice that I would give myself would change stuff. I think um, some advice that I would give myself is to um, not focus on people. I think a lot of my growth came from periods of isolation not like isolation like quarantine where like you can't interact but mm-hmm. I put more of a focus on myself to improve and I think the focus of improvement helped me grow drastically because I think intrinsically I've always had that desire I don't know if it's from watching anime or stuff but the desire to be better but I think it really clicked in when I sat down and I had something to be better at so that's one thing that I would kind of tell myself is to like focus, don't focus on people. Like people are important and it's great to connect, but fill your cup before you fill anybody else's and watch where your cup is. Like don't fill your cup and then let, leave it outside and let the evaporation of the air just drain it out. Cause that happens over time, but constantly be putting energy into yourself and keep up routines and be disciplined mm-hmm. with that and love love that aspect of the grind because it's not always easy man not everybody's clapping for you at five in the morning when you get up before work to to work on music or you know when you're tired nobody's going to be clapping for you then so those moments are literally the moments that make you the best this is just me just talking to myself not to not to anybody else but, um, that's what i would tell myself i wouldn't change anything because i think everything i went through gave me the strength to have consistency and focus with what I'm doing now. But I think having that advice would speed up the process. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm in a rush, but yeah. Yeah. You gotta be your number one fan though before anyone else. So I think that's that's perfect, honestly. So if we yeah. flip it then and we say ten years from now, where do you think you envision yourself in your life and your career? Honestly I don't know. And I don't say that from a standpoint of lack of vision, Mm -hmm. but every time in my past that I've envisioned myself in the future, I've always been in a different spot, but I've always been happier. Like, Mm -hmm. I know where my goal is as an end goal, but I don't know where I'll be. So I'm more excited and curious to see how life turns out than me projecting my own idea of how it should happen. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and try to, be better than yesterday every day. That, that's one of my mottos. Like, every day you should do something that makes you better or like promotes you to be better. So I don't really have anything. I know what the I know what the occupation or the desire for my passion looks like, 
but I don't really see how it's going to unfold. Because every time I, I think of how it's going to unfold, I'm always wrong. So mm-hmm. from now I'm just letting life do what life does, and I'm just going to keep working hard and staying consistent. Yeah, yeah. You can't lose when you live in the moment. You know what I mean? That's all we really That's can true. do at the end of the day. So very well said. Do you have any final words of wisdom today for the listeners? Oh, okay. Um, no matter what you do, if you like it, somebody else will. So if you create art and your art is very niche or you create music or you're a writer, whatever you do, don't think that there isn't a market for you in the world. There is. You just got to find it. And, uh, and yeah. And as you said, you're your biggest fan. So as long as you like it, and there's people like you in the world, somebody else will like you. You just got to find them. Yeah, absolutely. Man, I am inspired. You have inspired me today, sir. I will tell you that. And that's all I have for you today. Man, I appreciate it so much. Thank you for the support again. Thank you for lending your time. Uh, I wish you the best of luck on all you got going, man. These singles coming up, this album, whenever it drops. Uh, just keep doing your thing, bro, because you got, you got a lot of great stuff going on, and I think you're going to be doing this for a long time. So just keep doing what you're doing and be positive and putting out great material, man. No, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate yeah. it, man. Thanks, everyone, for listening today. That was episode 91. We'll be back this time next week. As always, hit the support button on your podcast streaming platform if you'd like to send any funds. And feel free to leave us that five-star rating if you enjoyed today's episode. So we'll see you then. Thanks, everyone.